What's up, guys? This is Just the Quip. Um, this is not witty banter. If this is the first time you're ever listening to our podcast and you're looking for beer reviews and news, you're not going to find it here. Instead, Just the Quip is just a topic show where we come to the table with something we want to talk about it. We talk about we talk about it as long as we want for you know whatever. It just goes on and on. There's really no structure to it. We just go. Today's point of conversation is Fallout Four. Talking about that with me is Forrest Collada to my left. And then Hunter is adding his voice when he wants to, to my right. Kind of just, just mixing. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. That's how it gets. Um, so Forrest, we saw, they finally dropped the Fallout 4 trailer. Now, the first thing that kind of struck me is like, wow, you have your own E3 press conference in two weeks, which is where we thought we were going to get the reveal of Fallout 4. Instead, we get it this week instead. Um, I think that means that there will be some demoing going on. At right, the right. Yeah, I mean, I just found it odd. What they were kind of, what I thought was smart, what a lot of people were saying about it, it was like, Fallout, the guys at Bethesda have been awesome at keeping rumors at bay for Fallout. There's been no leaks from their actual internal studios from it. But when E3 starts rolling around, like, you've got all the Teamsters building the displays. You have to, you have to coll- co- uh, collaborate with other people to get uh, the show on the road, and people are going to find out that Fallout 4 is going to be there. So they are kind of like, let's take charge of our own messaging and branding Announce it now while we still own the the radio waves, and then we'll do something else later. Yeah. Um, but now to get to the actual trailer, just knee jerk reactions. How do you feel about it? It it looks it looks awesome. It looks like they're going to explore some of the backstory of. Uh, okay, well, so all right. I came into this franchise with Fallout Three. Same here. So I don't have no knowledge of the previous games. I played Fallout 3 and New Vegas. Okay. And despite some of the minor bugs in New Vegas, both those games are fantastic. Right. And, you know, Bethesda games, whenever there's a new one of any kind, it's exciting. You know, when, when there's a new Elder Scrolls, you, you, you just feel it inside. You're like, oh, oh yeah. man, there's going to be some awesome exploration. But with Fallout, there's just something special, man. Like, that's, that's just a world of its own. What's so cool about it is this... I love how they shoehorn in, or maybe not shoehorn it, that that 19, like, 40s, 50s, 30s aesthetic is... That Art Deco Yes. I, you know, walking around the wastelands in Fallout 3 with the radio station on, listening to Three Dog coming at you, and you're listening to, like, Billie Holiday and all these old, old songs. It was, like, such a weird dichotomy. And I would just sit there and listen to the radio, like, all the time. Yeah, and then, I'm a mighty, mighty man. I'm young and I'm in my prom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's hacking and whacking and slashing. He's hacking and whacking. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I would go to... Smaggity, 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 smaggity. <laughs> I would go to work and then hear songs over the playlist. I was like, I heard that in Fallout, yeah, you know? Yeah, same. So, but what you're talking about, them possibly exploring the pre-war era, is because in the trailer, it, it phases in between... Um, the it, it being ruined already, the, the apocalypse has happened, and then right as the apocalypse is happening. And that begs the question is like, is that just for the trailer? Um, are we going to play a sequence, maybe a flashback, maybe a simulation like in Fallout 3 where you go into a computer and you see what it was like um, pre-war? Yeah. Or maybe there is a game mechanic where you get to cipher between the two. That would be really interesting to, to play. All right, so I'm not clear on how much time actually passes between when the nuclear destruction happened and when, you know, Fallout 3 and the others take place. Yeah. So I don't know if you would be playing your same character younger. Um, I, I've, I've gathered it's been like at least 100 years or something like that. It's been a while. Yeah, um, I just know that like the war started in 2077. That's all okay. I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, Fallout's aesthetic is so interesting because like you can't quite pinpoint the time that it's supposed to be happening because it's this it's this nineteen like the world looks nineteen fifties, uh-huh. but and it's got all that Art Deco stuff. But at the same time, much like steampunk is an imagination of what the future would have been like back yeah. in the industrial age, uh-huh. the, Fallout is like what the future would have been imagined to be in the fifties. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, like you've got all these robots, but they you know they don't look sleek and sexy. They look, I mean, there's no other way to say it than Art Deco. You know, yeah, they just, look bubbly. All of the the color palette is that. Lightning blue and lightning like what rocket you, cars and yeah. like, you know, fifties diners and stuff. Like that's the vibe of this of this franchise. And so I've always been confused about when exactly it was taking place and when exactly the world was supposed to have ended. And so I'm I would be really curious to go back and see what the world was like before the, yeah, the nuclear and that destruction. trailer really wants like really makes me want to see that because there was just something so haunting about the voiceover, the voice on the radio where he's like, um, yeah, give us a minute here. Like we're losing. Con-. It's like the war is happening. Mm-hmm. Bombs are going off. And to me, like that just made the hair on my neck stand up where I feel like that is what it would sound like that is what would be happening if you were listening to a radio report and this was and this was going on. Yeah, all professionalism and like the fake personas goes out the window and he's just like, oh. I'm, he's just as scared as you yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I just, if if we end up getting to go there in the game, I think that would be great. And it, it seems like they showed quite a bit of, I guess, uh, of the game in that old, timey... Um, that, like... Pre-war, yeah, they're pre-war, and so I yeah. guess you could say maybe that was just for the trailer, but I, I, I don't, I don't know if that would be the case that they would build all of that just for the trailer. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt you'll spend like half your time or anything like that. But I imagine there will be at least maybe an intro sequence where yeah. you're where you're in some suburban neighborhood and the bombs go off and you have to run to the vault. Sure, um, I mean a lot of people are even speculating. You see the baby in the crib, and maybe that ends up being your starting character mm-hmm. or like, you know, who knows? But, um, so yeah, I hope they end up doing that just because they, f- they just felt so eerie in the trailer. Yeah. Now also talking about the color scheme of art deco and all that, it seems to me when I looked at this trailer, there was way more color in the landscape and in the world than there you typically see in fallout. They, yeah. And I think that comes from new Vegas because in fallout three, it's, green. It's yeah. it's green for days, and it, that there's nothing wrong with that. It was a cool, solitary feeling, but like a desaturated, ugly, yeah, muddy green, kind of like the Matrix. You know, you yeah. like after a certain point, it started to wear on you. And then if you played New Vegas, you you started out in this this sort of orange. It, imagine Fallout Three, but orange. Okay. This desert. Uh, I think it's the Mojave Wasteland. I think is what it is. And um, you, then you go to the Vegas Strip, and assuming you don't take the certain character's hat and bring it through a certain door that <laughs> yeah. causes the fabric of the universe to unravel, <laughs> you get to go to the Vegas Strip, and the game right. doesn't glitch, and you go have a wonderful time in this neon, you know, neo-noir-looking environment. And, you know, it, it was a total change, and that's what was so cool about it. And in this trailer, some of the towns that they showed, which looked to be like Nuketown on steroids, just an even yeah. bigger version of it, um, which I guess we're in Boston this time. Yeah, so judging just by the landmarks that you can see in the trailer, it is set in Boston. Yeah, you see the uh, Fenway Park, right, and some other... The, uh, that big golden dome, I can't remember the name of the building, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's a Boston building. Yeah, so that's that's going to be really interesting. Um, I imagine we'll get a lot of like colonial um, references and stuff. You know, when, you, when you're in D.C., 
you had a lot of things like the Jefferson Memorial and Lincoln related yeah. stuff. You know, like they, they worshiped Lincoln, all the slaves did and yeah. stuff. And so I imagine this time there might be some like revolutionary war, um, yeah. leftover things. That'd be cool. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if you encounter some group and they're called like the Patriots or the Sons right. of Liberty or something like yeah. that. Sick. So they're... I think there's a lot of potential to explore the history of Boston, but in this weird neo noir slash art deco future that they've set up. Right. But I just like that immediately, you know, you're getting a lot of blues and reds and yellows in this, uh, in, in the landscape. And so it's going to, it's going to keep it varied. Hopefully, you know, it's going to, I, I never got bored just looking at the greenness of Fallout 3, but I like that because even most vi- like the video game industry as a whole has like a tendency to make everything gray. You know, mm-hmm. everything is just gray and dismal always. And I feel like there is a little bit of resurgency of like, here's a war. Yeah, exactly. There's like a <laughs> resurgency of color, though. And I like to see that it's coming in Fallout as well. Yeah, especially with recent games like like Grand Theft Auto V, like such a colorful, mm-hmm. beautiful experience. And they have the ability to do that. Why not show off a little bit? And I feel like that's what so, at least the town environments are going to try to do in this new right. game. So let me ask you this. This game has been in development for like three and a half years. It was probably in pre-production when Skyrim was releasing. And then the Eternal development team got right on it after Skyrim when they stopped doing their uh, DLC for it. Um, so it's been created on architecture that was meant to be uh, last gen, right? And now they said in the trailer, like, it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's not going to be a last gen title, so it's going to take advantage of all of the specs that um, the new generation consoles have. But it still doesn't exactly look like a huge... You know, the graphics don't scream next gen. Um, and what I read a lot in the comments, like on the internet, a lot of people took umbrage with that. And they say like, oh my God, it still looks, you know, it looks ugly and it looks janky. I didn't get any of that at all. So what did you think? Um, yeah, well, Bethesda's like people, the mo- the models of actual characters have kind of always looked like that. Exactly. Despite having beautiful environments. Mm-hmm. And so the world is going to be beautiful. And if the people look a little funny, I'm fine with that, to be honest. Yes. If, like if it's almost a little toony, I don't really care. Like there used to be this joke like in Oblivion that there were no like attractive female characters because yeah. they all just looked funny. Because their face looks like mush. Yeah. <laughs> and it fall out like their eyes ever moved or blinked. Yeah. It's like weird. It never, it's never bothered me though. It's, it's just immersing myself in the story and the environment. And you know, I, you know, I've played all sorts of variations of video games. Like I'm into the telltale games a lot right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And those, those are meant to look cartoony. You know, right. the graphics are not meant to be good. It's a certain style. So if, if that's kind of the case to an extent in fallout intentionally or not, I don't really care. Yeah, see, it doesn't bother me. I, I, what you're saying pretty much resonates with me perfectly. Like, they're not exact. Like, Bethesda games are like that. You know, they their resources their resources go towards making this incredibly big and dense world. And even some people um, were pointing out like the character animations of like when they're running up in the cul-de-sac and other things, they, and, or when the ghouls are coming at you, there is like a little bit of like a jankiness to them that you don't really see in some other games, but that's not the point of Fallout. You know, the yeah. point of Fallout is getting lost in the world. And decision-making. And decision-making. And like, the, I don't think that necessarily affects gameplay, and they are masters of gameplay, you know? I think Vats, honestly, like the shooting mechanics were awful in Fallout, and Vats was a reaction to that. Do you think Vats is going to be in this new game? Dude, I... I don't know. I hope not. I hope not as well. I want just solid shooting mechanics because, you know, you look at a game like Far Cry 3 and 4, it's an open world game, 
but it's also a shooter. It's like one of the first open world games that has like competent shooting in it. And if they can, what other team would have the resources to marry the two but them? So I hope it's not VATS based. It's not going to kill me if it isn't. You don't have to use VATS. Yeah, but you kind of do. <laughs> you kind of do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you true. know? Um, so yeah, getting back to it being janky, like that, you're right. It, that doesn't really take me out of the experience. It doesn't bother me. But if you're going to get stuck at that, when they were showing the big sweeping cities, they looked massive and they yeah. were so vertical. And like the detail, even like when Dogmeat was going through the uh, the house in the very intro, just looking at like the garbage on the ground and stuff like that. I mean, it's clearly upping the ante, you know? Yeah. And people who say like, oh, it just looks like Fallout 3. I'm like, well, then you obviously didn't fucking play Fallout 3 because it looks a hell of a lot better. It, than do- it really 3. does, yeah. Um, now, with. We've got Ron Perlman narrating that trailer again. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little cookie in there. But at the very end of the trailer, your character speaks. Now, in Fallout 3 and in Skyrim as well, you've always had the silent protagonist. Your, base, your guy is basically an avatar. He's the wastelander. You know, He really doesn't matter. He's mm-hmm. just there for you to interact with everything else. Do you think that was just for the trailer? Do you think this is going to be a character fully voice acted? Is this going to be a character that you pick a voice for and then he has lines depending on that voice or given the given recent game like like in bioware there's been a a shift towards voice acting for the protagonist you know Mm -hmm. knights of the old republic you didn't have any of that but when mass effect rolled along and then when um not the first dragon age but every everyone since then your character talks and in the most recent dragon age you can actually pick out of like three different voices there's like a strong warrior like a sort of effeminate like i'm the inquisitor posh yeah a posh voice exactly and so i think i don't know if they'll give you the choice probably it'll probably just be male or female but yeah i think the character is gonna talk and i think they intentionally made the last thing you see in the trailer him saying let's go boy because they knew that people would go oh my god he talked because that's what i did i was like he spoke Right. That's awesome. And, you know, it never bothered me that you didn't speak because it felt like I was talking when I selected my my speech options. But at the same time, you know, it's 2015. Why shouldn't he talk? Sure. They have the resources. That's going to completely change, like, character interactions because, like, it was always just first-person view. You zoom in on their face. You have dialogue options. They talk directly to you. Now we're going to have to see, like, if it is a first-person game and your guy talks, like, how are they going to handle, like, showing him talk as well? But, you know, whatever they choose to do, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, Is there anything else that, like, caught your eye in the trailer or anything else that you want to bring up or talk about? Man, it's so it's so hard to like pick one thing. Um, I mean, there there's so many little like nods to things in it. Like you see the Nuka Cola machine, and you mm-hmm. just get all excited. You're like, oh yes, it's just little things like that. It's coming I'm back. Uh, it's such a detailed world, and it's so exciting to to think you're gonna be back in it soon. Um, Vault One One One. Yeah. Vault One Eleven. I'm curious what they'll call it because Vault One O One had a nice ring to it. Yeah. And I'm having trouble, like hearing that term yeah so i'm curious what the deal with that vault's gonna be because if you if you explored extensively in vault um or in in fallout 3 there were like 10 different vaults you could go in or so right some of them were just screwed up man there was one that had a bunch of clones of some dude named gary (laughs) there was a vault full of hundreds of this dude named gary just running around and some of them were like nice and chill and some of them were psycho and they'd be like gary Gary, no! Yeah. And you'd come into a room and the Garys would just be killing each other and stuff. It was disturbing. God, it's such a weird... So I'm such a weird <laughs> game, man. I'm curious what the deal with your vault's going to be, you know? Because clearly you're going to start out in it. 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder, though, if you actually will. I mean, the vault is, like, quintessential to the series, you know, yeah. and, like, vault tech and all that. So, I mean, I, I get, like... I guess that makes sense, but at the same time, I don't want it to start exactly how it did in the last one, you know? Yeah, I don't think... I mean, some stuff went down, and you had to bail in the first one. So, you know, the in this one... Or the first one, the third one. Right. In this one, you might just... It might just be time to, like, leave the vault, and everyone's chill or something. I don't sure. know. So what really gets me excited in the pants, though, is that... So it's been, there's never been more than I think like a four year development cycle for their games. You mm -hmm. know, they, they own other studios and Bethesda publishes other things, but their internal development team, typically it's like a four year turnaround from like Elder Scrolls to Fallout to Fallout to Skyrim. And uh, we're coming up in like about November, October would be a four year from Skyrim to, um, to Fallout 4. And there's been a lot of Easter eggs apparently. Uh, in Fallout 3, there's like a train station. And I don't know if this was modded in to look like this now or if this was always it to the from the get-go but on like the the panelings is like there's a train for vegas that says that i think had the release like the release month or something that vegas came out on really or the year and then uh there's one that says boston 2015 as well and so there's a lot of people speculating that Bethesda's probably just going to announce that the game's going to come out this year. It's not going to be this super long, grueling, media run-up hype train. You know, I really think that if Bethesda came out and said, uh, the game release is Friday, it would sell the same exact amount of copies as it would if they said it's going to come out in January and they did all of this media stuff. You I mean, know? you can already pre-order it, you know? Well, so you can pre-order a game like three years in advance, technically. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, man. Really? The, the second, like, Halo 4 or any, like any game gets mentioned, you can technically go put your money down for it. Really? Well, yeah. there's an air about this one. Like, you know, they've kept us waiting for it's a coming, while. Man. And I think they just want to kind of dump it on us. So I wouldn't be surprised if it came out in like November. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm super excited, but, um, yeah, I, that's, that's all I really got from the, from the trailer. But is there anything else worth mentioning? I have a question. Okay. Yeah. So, um, y'all said that the, the guy has usually just been a protagonist in that, like he, um, doesn't really say anything. No. You, you've never even heard him say any words. You choose text dialogue options. Okay. Yeah. Um, Much like The Witcher, only he's not speaking it. Only he, what do you mean? It's like he, you. They're all, like you'll be talking to characters, and characters oh, are voice acting. You never to hear you, him say it, and you just pick your text response, and the, and then they'll they'll respond react to it. Okay. Yeah. And Has, some of them, they're always really funny too. Like the text is funny. Yeah. I was just gonna ask if there have been other games where there is this sort of like symbiotic relationship with him and another thing, like him and the dog in this trailer. Because mm. um, yeah. that seems like he'll probably like have the dog at his side, and the dog will like help you maybe roam around mm -hmm. and stuff. So I, I mean, in Fallout Three. Uh, dog meat was the name of your radioactive dog and in New Vegas you had a robot dog that was really cool okay so that's it. sort of like a, a trope that they follow yeah, but yeah the, dog meat was even in like Fallout 1 and 2 I'm pretty sure really they could die pretty easily so I never actually took uh, I didn't take dog meat into any serious situations because I didn't want him to die because I liked having him so when I was palling around in town he'd follow me around and stuff but I think in this one they realized that the dog just is not that resilient in intense combat so i'm guessing he's immortal uh, hmm. i don't think they'll let him die i would really like to see because you could in fallout 3 you could potentially go through the whole game without ever finding dog meat and you would just never have him like he was he's sort like, of he's like right by the beginning though he is i mean but he yeah but he's kind of like a reward for exploration yeah and then he's just there i would really like to see them um harness some gameplay mechanics towards him like 
he will help you find loot or he will help you find uh, health and food or maybe well, even if you that. went into the dog and like had to like go into places that the human couldn't that go would be or really something. cool yeah, yeah that would be super cool too um, in fallout 3 you could go up to dog meat and interact with him and be like hey boy go find ammo and he'd like just walk a few feet and you know every you could it was like a time-based thing every once in a while he okay. would materialize was, some shit for, for you forgetful mm-hmm. then but um the only yeah. other thing that i was just gonna add in, in hearing y'all's conversation was i liked the um the proposal of bringing up a parallelism between like the end of America and the beginning of America where you're in Boston yeah, and you have like these potential groupings of like the sons of Liberty and mm-hmm. stuff like red coats. Just, like, yeah. That yeah. just seems like a very, I don't know. It's a very nice, uh, just, parallelism that they draw that it, it, whether or not it actually happens, it just is, it's nice to and fun to think about. I it's guess. been present in their previous titles, so I'm sure they'll play off of it. One thing we didn't mention is they have that shot in the trailer of the that big steel suit that the Enclave wears, and uh, Dogmeat goes up and like looks at it, and there's nobody in it. Was it, that an Enclave suit or a Brotherhood of Steel? Oh, right. What's the difference? What's the Enclave look like? They're just the bat. They look similar, just okay. more like ant-like. But you never got to wear that armor in Fallout 3, correct? You, if you killed someone, you could take it. And the Brotherhood of Steel hooks you up, yeah. Oh, I never wore it because so, it's so it's so heavy. Okay, I completely forgot. But yeah, go Never on. mind then. I don't know. There, there was, walks up to it. Yeah, there was just that moment where he goes up to it. Maybe that was just to show you like, hey guys, it's here it is, man. This is the... I mean, that is the most iconic picture of Fallout, but... Yeah, I guess it probably means nothing more than... It's the horned iron helmet of Fallout. It ex- yeah. That's exactly right, man. It's Iconic image, worst helmet in the game. <laughs> yep, of course. All right, well, that's been Just the Quip. Thank you, Forrest, for sticking around and uh, doing this episode. If you want to email the show and give us a topic to talk about at Just the Quip, you can do that. Just email wittybantershow at gmail.com. But if not, that's fine, too. Just check out our normal podcast, Witty Banter. Uh, just... Search us on iTunes. We're there. Search Witty Banter Podcast. Hit subscribe. Or you can go to wittybantershow.com and download all the episodes there. But that's all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being on for us. Thanks for, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for doing levels and stuff, Hunter. You know, just turning knobs. You're turning doing a great knobs. job over there. You're doing amazing. You look beautiful. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>